Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Murphy. It is Friday evening, and it's time to go through the matchups pod. Firstly, apologies for no uh, game show this week. There's been a few personal challenges on my end that have made it a little bit difficult to schedule that in. But it will be back next week, uh, fingers crossed. So apologies on that. But I did give you a bonus pod this week on Monday just to navigate what's been quite a challenging week for me uh, personally. So just wanted to uh, say sorry for that. But however, you know, you did get extra content anyway. It's just obviously, I know the game show is a lot of fun and, and would love to have done it this week. It just wasn't really possible. But um, appreciate everyone uh, feeding back from the shows this week. We had a fantastic show on Tuesday with, with Bob Lung, which was absolutely superb. Uh, excellent content all week from from all the guys here at, at Five Yard Rush. And don't forget to check out the Start Six from our new contributor, Colin, did a, a wonderful job uh, last couple of weeks putting together those Start Sits. And yeah, go give that column a, a read. It's up there on fiveyardrush.co.uk now. As always, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, you can check out everything on uh, their site, manscaped.com. Use the code 5YARD for 20% off plus free shipping. And you can check out the Lawmer 4.0, which is the best in below the below the waist men's grooming. As also, don't forget, they have lots of other products on there 
from nose trimmers to um, deodorant to all sorts of body care. I, I use a lot of their products. You know, I couldn't recommend them more enough. So please do check them out at manscaped.com. Use the code five yard for 20% off plus free shipping. And we're going to get into the matchups pod now. Uh, pretty standard format as always. Going to tell you all the relevant players in each matchup and tell you, you know, where, you know, just give you an idea whether you should start sit them where I, I have them currently ranked as to where I'm going to finish. I also have a lot of new followers this week and, and really appreciate that. A lot of that's off the back of the the rankings and uh, my performances in the rankings contest. And I've been trying a few different things. I'm really happy with the development I'm making in those rankings and great to be number one wide receiver ranker this week across uh, the spectrum of so many great analysts. So, yeah, really humbled and blessed. And it's good to see that the process is working a a little bit better and I'm getting great results. So just looking forward to to climbing up the tables even more and work on those two top 30 finishes in a row and and pull myself up uh, into well into I'm already in the top half with with Rich as well and check out his rankings because they're absolutely brilliant but uh would like to be in sort of that that top 30 range consistently moving forward and and challenging for the top 10 uh, as well so appreciate all the new followers and appreciate everybody who's checking out the content checking out the rankings uh yeah much appreciate to all of you and hope you're enjoying this podcast as well so gonna start off with uh, games don't forget if you're in the uk the games start an hour earlier this week so you'll have games at five and at 805 825 so just make sure you get those lineups set just that little bit earlier this week it means we get news quicker it means you just have to be a little bit more on the ball it's a great week because it means everyone gets a, a slightly uh, earlier bedtime as well so <laughs> it's well appreciated here let's start with uh, carolina versus atlanta this week we start with Carolina and Sam Darnold has been pretty um, awful is, is a word uh, I'd want to use over the last few weeks. There's definitely some concerns there with, with what he's doing. And so as a result, he's not startable in one QB league. I actually have him at QB 21 on the week. And to be honest, it wouldn't shock me if I dropped him down uh, even below that a little bit more as, as the week goes, because I just don't trust Sam Darnold in matchups uh, anymore in a, in a super flex league absolutely been a one qb league he's not someone that you can you can trust going forward it, you know christian mccaffrey is out this week so tuba hubbard is one that you will be keeping an eye on this week i have him in rb2 range i actually have him at 21 and i i could see him moving up slightly in my ranks when you know i, I have them live on fiverrush.co.uk where you can google and search richard murphs uh, fantasy ranks and you'll be able to find them he's currently at 21 in my rankings there's a lot of play between so 17 and and 21 to be honest so it wouldn't shock me if i moved him up a little bit more this week but it's one to, to keep an eye on but he'll be in that low range uh rb2 range for sure and then we've got the wide receivers here for carolina and you know DJ Moore is, is, a, is a wide receiver one right now. He's getting the volume. He's getting the consistency. Everything's going really well with him. So he's someone who will be uh, in my ranks going forward pretty much as an RB1, uh, wide receiver one most weeks. Robbie Anson I have down at 48. I still think this resurgence is happening. His peripherals are good, getting the targets. He's getting more targets than before. It's just quarterback play slash a couple of drops in there. 
So just got to keep an eye on that a little bit. Terrence Marshall, that breakout just isn't happening. I thought he'd be slightly more integrated into this offense by now. It doesn't look like that is happening. He's all the way down at wide receiver 78. So no need to, to play him, nor do I think with the tight ends as well. So realistically, the only lock starts is Hubbard and Anderson. Oh, sorry, Hubbard and Moore. And then Anderson is in contention for a flex play this week. But if you have better, I don't wouldn't be shocked. The one thing with sleepers, sleepers ranks seem to always have Anderson's uh, stat lines always seem to be inflated. So he kind of is forcing people, sleeper kind of enforcing people to start Robbie Anderson. Would it shock me that he was a top 30 wide receiver this week? Absolutely not. The numbers and the peripherals are there, but the performance has not been. So I don't rate him there. I rate him at best a flex play, a very low-end flex play. You know, I have 47 other wide receivers ahead of him. So I wouldn't necessarily be starting him unless I was desperate. But, you know, in a shallower league, absolutely there should be no place for him there. As for Atlanta, Matt Ryan is my uh, QB12 on the week. So you can definitely start him as a, a viable option this week. Cordell Patterson is in at 14. Mike Davis is droppable. You don't need to be playing Mike Davis right now. Um, he is not getting volume or production at all. So, you know, Cordell Patterson, absolutely you play. The next one up is Calvin Ridley. I have him as wide receiver 14. He's just on the fringes of that wide receiver one conversation. Wouldn't shock me if he snuck in there, but you can absolutely play him this week and you'll be locked to play him this week. And I have Russell Gage at 44 this week. So slightly ahead of Robbie Anderson again, that flex play kind of territory, but wouldn't be surprised if you didn't uh, play him as a result. That will, and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, I currently have as my tight end two on the week. So pretty high up in my ranks, uh, especially with Waller and Andrews out. I think he's my tight end four for the rest of the season. He's starting to really produce those numbers. So a good time to be playing him. Moving on to Miami at Buffalo. Going to be a difficult game this Uh the only quarterback I won in this game is Josh Allen. He is my QB1 on the week. Fancy him too off the bye before he rested. Tua Tagovailoa Tagalo- is, is uh, quarterback 16 on the week. So not someone I'm desperate to start, but he is someone that, you know, if you need to for the bye, he will be perfectly adequate. Going to the running backs now. Zach Moss, I have a running back 23. So just trenched in at the bottom end of that RB2 situation. Uh, not playing single tree, but I do have him at 31. If, you, if you're really desperate and need to play him, I understand that. As for what's going on in Miami, I don't want any part of this this run game. Gaskin, I have at 34. And I have Salvin Albed at 47. It's just not a backfield I want. It's just been a bit fluky from, from Gaskin at the moment. It's not something I'm too interested in in playing. In fact, I even dropped him in a couple of leagues this week because I just don't think going forward that value in production is going to be there. You know, he scores a touchdown last week and it kind of saves his numbers, but it's not something going forward I want too much exposure to. Let's look at the wide receivers here. Stefan Diggs is my wide receiver four for the week. I know he's not quite produced the same sterling numbers, but I think with a bye week of it, it would have worked out a little bit. I think you'll see some more production from him. Uh, I have Emmanuel Sanders at 27. I have Jalen Waddle at 28. So pretty much back to back those two. Both of them are, are definitely well within 
contention of being a wide receiver two this week, if not just outside of those numbers. So both of those heavily startable uh, this week as well. I have Cole Beasley as my wide receiver 41 on the week. So well within the flex play uh, conversation there. And then I have Parker at wide receiver 62. I just think against this defense, I don't want to be playing Parker or Preston Williams or anything like that. Um, and then I have Mike Gazicki well up there in my tight end conversation, but not Sweeney. I'm not playing Sweeney this week. I wouldn't be encouraging that anywhere. Uh, Tommy Sweeney, I have a 28, by the way, on the week. He might move up a little bit, but he's still not going to be startable, startable for me. Mike Gazicki's on a roll right now. I would have him as my tight end four overall on the week. So to sum that up, Tagovailoa, if you need to play him, he's fine, but not something you should be sort of pushing over many others in contention. Fade the backfield. You can play Waddle as a wide receiver two fringe. And Kaziki, and on the Buffalo side, Allen, Moss, Diggs, must start. Sanders, Flex, sort of fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three play, but probably a must start in most lineups as well. And Beasley is in the conversation for Flex. San Francisco at Chicago. Fancy this one to be quite low scoring. As a result, I don't have many of these players in my lineups uh, this week or players would be screaming at the start. Let's start with the quarterbacks. I right now have Justin Fields all the way down at quarterback 29. Now I have 32 quarterbacks in my ranks because I've got two Cleveland quarterbacks and two uh, Jets quarterbacks, just depending on, on injuries and et cetera. But effectively I'm going to have Justin Fields towards my second last quarterback starting this week. Um, it's absolutely atrocious for 150 yards a game. He's just not going to get it done. And there's not enough rushing floor there to keep me interested. And starting him, I'd say he's, you know, you can you can keep hold of him, but not something I'm too keen to push going forward. Jimmy Garoppolo I have down at 24 for very similar reasons. His Bears defense is, is all right. I know it looked a bit ragged in the first half against the Buccaneers, but Buccaneers are a lot of short field with a lot of turnovers. And maybe the San Francisco 49ers do something similar, but Jimmy Garoppolo is 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 a fine quarterback, but he's not he's not necessarily that elite talent. So um, not fancying either quarterback in in this game. I think most of the potential here will be in the run game. I have Khalil Herbert at 18, so solid mid range uh, RB two. Elijah Mitchell at 20. Both of those are definitely starts. Damian Williams, as I said in the week, is is droppable. Don't need to be playing Damian Williams this week. I have him all the way down at 52. I'm kind of revising that, looking at it now, thinking it might be a bit low, but I can't see him pushing anywhere north of like 47, 48. So Elijah Mitchell and Herbert are must-starts this week. And then the only other player in this game, or the only player in this game I would I would say is a must-start is Debo Samuel. There's no one else really in this in this matchup you need to be targeting. Debo Samuel is on six, wide receiver six on the week. But I'm not playing Ayuk. I'm not playing uh, anyone like that at all in this matchup. Um, Darnell Mooney I have at 51 Alan Robinson I have 54 uh, Brand, uh, Brandon Ayuk at 73 of the week Mohamed Sanu is at 96 none of these players are relevant to me at all in fantasy football as it stands and the same goes with the tight ends uh, there's just not really enough excitement here in the tight ends Cole Komet sits at 20 he's the highest ranked player 
for me in this matchup. So again, not one I'm desperate to to start. I've roster well at 30 for anyone that wants to know. So really the only starters in this game that you should be interested in, Elijah Mitchell, Khalil Herbert, Debo Samuel. There isn't even any flex conversations. If you need to play Alan Robinson as a flex, I kind of get it, but you're going to be punished, uh, unfortunately. So I hope you find a better option out there for you. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Again, this is a game I'm not really looking forward to the quarterback play here. Ben Ruffelsberger is at 23. Baker, I currently have at 32, which again, doesn't make sense. It's just whether or not he's actually going to play. As it stands right now, it's trending towards him potentially playing, but it's not a done deal. So we'll know more. If not, it's going to be Case Keenum. Again, is adequate, but not a player I'm desperate to start in fantasy football this week. So no need to start either of these uh, players at quarterback this week. Unless you're in the Superflex, then I get it. Absolutely. Running backs. I have Najee Harris at 11 on the week, running back 11. I have Nick Chubb at running back 16. I'm just a bit concerned that Nick Chubb is not going to be getting all the work. You know, he's been off for a few weeks. It's been a bit difficult. I don't think they're going to just slam him straight away into a full workload role. So I do think he's going to get brought in a little bit with um, Dennis Johnson. Everyone's kind of fading. And if you look at the sleeper points, it's like, we're going to give Chubb this full workload. I'm just not so convinced. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you, you should start uh, Johnson. I have uh, Johnson at 41 on the week. If I'm revising my ranks, probably I might slip him up a little bit. I can't see, you know, I'd probably put him in that Miles Gaskin range. I'm not desperate to start him, but I do think they can kind of nullify. Johnson will nullify some of Chubb's work. So I do have Chubb as a must start. Um, I have him as an RB2 and a very comfortable one at that. Would it shock me if he was an RB1? No, but at the same point, I just are being a little bit conservative here. Now I look at the wide receivers here. Now there is concerns over Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, if you if you're starting Odell Beckham Jr. most weeks you're in trouble anyway. I would assume this is where I have all the wide receivers in this game. Deontay Johnson is at 11 on the week, so wide receiver one territory for him. Chase Claypool I have at 26. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, I have at 49 right now because the pass coverage is there. I don't think he's going to get huge volume. Again, he might move up, but he's going, he's not going to move up into the top 40, uh, to the top, you know, inside the top 40. He's just not got the volume of production there, and especially with that uncertainty at quarterback. I just don't think they're going to throw the ball as much, which is why I also have Adele Beckham Jr. who's got this injury at 59 on the week. Not starting either of those players. Um, if anyone is interested, I have Ray Ray McLeod. As the next wide receiver in this matchup, he's at wide receiver 85, so no need to start him. So you can stay away from uh, everyone in this game uh, outside of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. But Landry is a flex player, I get it. I'd be fading Odell Beckham Jr. completely this week, especially since he's banged up and not not 100% anyway. Uh, same with tight ends, I'd be fading them. I have a Duke and Hooper back-to-back at uh, 21 and 22 at practice. Pat free of move at 27. So again, no need to start any of the tight ends in this one either. Now, Philadelphia versus Detroit. This is not really a great opening slate of games. I can't see many really close game battles here um, and shootouts. So this is going to be a uh, this is going to be maybe one of the more interesting games because you know the Detroit are just going all out for it. 
but there's not a lot of fantasy production going on here for either of these teams. J- Jalen Hurts, you're starting. He's been very consistent, as we talked about on Tuesday's show. He is my quarterback five on the week. Uh, Jared Goff is quarterback 28. You shouldn't be starting him under any circumstances here at all. As for running backs, I have DeAndre Swift at running back seven on the week, and he's probably the only Detroit Lion I can recommend starting at any point now. I think he's the only one I have any interest in in playing. I do have Kenneth Gainwell at 17. Uh, I'll be 17 on the week. I don't think Miles Sanders is going to play. And again, he's in why 17 to 24 might look slightly different by the end of the week. Because in this slot, you've got Gamewell, Herbert, Williams, Mitchell, Hubbard, Booker, Moss, and Gibson. They could all kind of move around, um, but they're all going to be in that bracket. So there might be some play, but he's an RB2. You can definitely start Gamewell this week for sure. Um, as for the wide receivers in this one, the only wide receiver in this game, I would say, is a must. Well, I wouldn't even say is a must start, but close to it is Devonta Smith. He's at wide receiver 29 on the week. Jalen Rager, wide receiver 57. Uh, Quez Watkins, wide receiver 63. Amal uh St. Brown, wide receiver 64. Khalif Raymond, wide receiver 66. They're not players that I would be looking to target other than Devonta Smith this week, but the quarterbacks, uh, the tight ends definitely are plays here. I have Dallas Goddard at three. I have t- uh, TJ Hawkinson at six. So to sum all that up, Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, you can definitely start. Smith is that sort of just outside the wide receiver two, but yeah, even if he's outside wide receiver two range and he might sneak in, he's definitely worth a flex spot. Uh, in terms of the lines, it's DeAndre Swift, and that is it. Moving on to the Rams at Houston, we can really expect this game to be as one-sided as it looks on paper. As a result of that, I can see points going all the way home with Los Angeles and lots of high performers this week. Matthew Stafford is my quarterback three on the week. Definitely someone I'm expecting to really explode. And again, I'm surprised with his consistency, but he's been absolutely terrific. And I look forward to seeing him uh, put up a ton of points, even though I don't really have him in a lot of places. I do think he's going to to do that. I have Darrell Henderson at nine on the week. Definitely think he is someone who will uh, produce a wide receiver one week uh, because I think they run the ball. The game script looks really, really good for them this week. I have Cooper Cup as my wide receiver one on the week here. And I have Robert Woods as my wide receiver 23. So he could move up a slot or two in these rankings as I sort of get towards the weekend. But yeah, no, he won't move up too much more than that. He's still entrenched in wide receiver two territory. That is for sure. And I do think this is a week for Tyler Higby to get a touchdown. Uh, the Houston Texans have given up five touchdowns in the last four weeks. As a result of that, Tyler Higby is tight end eight for me. Now we move on to Houston. And to be honest, there's not a lot of this offense that looks particularly enticing. Tyrod Taylor, I think, is back this week. He's quarterback 26, so definitely not in the starting uh, conversation that that you need to be considering. David Johnson is someone who is going to move up my ranks this week because of the fact that there's no uh, Ingram. I do think he's going to get 
a little bit more work. So as a result, he is at running back 35 on the week. Still not something I think you should be considering starting, but he is there if you do think, well, I'm desperate. I do need to try something. Uh, Lindsay gets a slight bump. When I say a slight bump, he moves to in line with, with Rashad Penny and Ty Johnson. So he's a uh, running back 45 on the week. So again, he's not someone I'm desperate to, to want to play anywhere, but he is there. That's for sure. And then when you look at the wide receivers here, the only one that you want is Brandon Cooks. Volume has dropped a little bit over the last couple of weeks, so I have put him at wide receiver 32. I definitely think he is an upside flex play, but I can also understand starting him as well. Got no problem with that. You never need to start Houston tight ends. They're just not heavily favoured to do much of anything. Uh, They might get the odd touchdown, but not something that you would be looking to do too often there. Tennessee Indianapolis is a game that definitely appeals a little bit more than most. And I think this could be a really, really interesting game. Having said that, from a quarterback perspective, I wouldn't say there's, well, I mean, I think both quarterbacks are definitely startable. Um, Carson Wentz, I have at nine on the week. And Ryan Tannehill, I have at 15 on the week. I think that they both are startable. I think they both can produce good numbers, but I don't see them challenging sort of that top six spot, but they're definitely startable quarterbacks this week. That's for sure. I think a lot of this battle will be done on the ground. Both these running backs look uh, primed to have good weeks. Derek Henry is my running back one on the week. Jonathan Taylor is my running back four on the week. Both of them very, very good form. Both of them scoring touchdowns, uh, making plays, getting a lot done on the ground or through the air in the case of Derek Henry. So, Definitely no need to look at any other running backs in this game. Uh, Naheem Hines is at running back 38, for example. Then we come on to the wide receivers. AJ Brown will be a wide receiver one this week. He is sitting at wide receiver eight on the week. Michael Pittman is at wide receiver 22. So both of those absolutely must start. Of Julio Jones at wide receiver 34. So can be in consideration for a flex play, as is T.Y. Hilton, who is at wide receiver 43 on the week. So both of those can definitely be your your flex plays. And then when it comes to the tight end position, Mo Alleycox is someone who can be considered. He's been on a decent run of form. I have him at uh, tight end 14 on the week. So he is someone who's definitely in that tight end one conversation due to his connection with Wentz. Last game in this window is going to be potentially another blowout. Uh, the Bengals versus the Jets. Uh, Bengals on really, really top form right now. Maybe I should start this by just getting the, the, the Jets out of the way and talk about the relevant Jets players in this game. So Michael Carter is my running back 29. So I can understand starting him. Uh, absolutely. Uh, he's on the fringes of the running back two conversation. And the only other player is Corey Davis, who's at wide receiver 47 because of who's going to be throwing him the ball. I, I wouldn't play him. I'm just a bit concerned. But if you're in a deep league, I get it. Got to. But at this point, I don't really want part of Crowder uh, or Davis. Crowder, by the way, on my rankings is wide receiver 71. Because again, I have no confidence in who's throwing the ball, whether it's Joe Flacco, who's just joined the team or 
Mike White, who looked all right last week, to be fair. But, you know, it's going to be very different uh, facing that Cincinnati D. So um, I do believe Mike White will probably get the start um, against the Bengals, which kind of is interesting because he's played three and a bit quarters of football in his career. So, yeah, I just I just think it could be a bit of a, a car crash here for, for the Jets. So Michael Carter is the only one I'd consider starting this week. Maybe Davis as a desperation flex. When it comes to the Bengals, lots to fire up here. Joe Burrow is my quarterback six on the week. I think even if they're winning by, we saw this against the Baltimore Ravens. I think even if they're winning by 25 points, they're still going to put the ball in the air because that's how they get things done. But I do see Joe Mixon getting more work as a result of what could be a landslide victory. He is my running back eight on the week. I think this could be a very, very good week for him. I have Jamar Chase as my wide receiver two overall this week, which is, I think, the highest I've ever ranked a rookie. But I just think matchup and form and everything's going his way right now. T. Higgins is my wide receiver 20 on the week. Tyler Boyd is my wide receiver 40 on the week. So all three can be considered uh, starts with Boyd maybe as a flex play, but I could also understand fading him for other options. CJ Uzuma is my tight end 11 on the week. We move on to the late slate of games, and these definitely look uh, far more attractive. There's going to be some interesting games in this one. So first one up is uh, New England versus the Chargers. And as a result of this, I've been a little bit conservative. I don't think Herbert has played to the same standard as we would expect from him. That leads to him being still a, a quarterback one, absolutely, but he is my quarterback 10 on the week. Mac Jones is down at quarterback 22 on the week. So in a one QB league, shouldn't need to start him unless, you know, you're paired with like Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson. He's your buy cover, then I get it. But hopefully as someone on the waiver wire, you could potentially upgrade to Damien Harris. Again, talking about running backs on form, absolutely on form right now. And uh, as a result, I have Damien Harris as my running back 13 on the week. And yeah, it's just was very hard to get him in the top 12. But he is someone that absolutely, if, if he finishes ahead of an Alvin Kamara or James Robinson, wouldn't shock me. But he is my running back 13 on the week. So he's a definite must start. Brandon Bolden had... Uh, sort of came back to life a little bit and I think he could get some usage in this game. It's my running back 39. I wouldn't say start him unless you're in the deep league uh, and need, I wouldn't be starting JJ Taylor or Ramadre Stevenson. And then we've got the wide receivers here in New England. And at this point, the only one that has starting consideration uh, week to week is Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, I have down at 42 on the week so flex contention he just doesn't score touchdowns and that takes away his ceiling but he might get enough volume to keep him in that conversation uh, for wide receiver three spot uh, as for Nelson Aguilar he's down at 67 but you definitely can start Hunter Henry he has been on a rich vein of form scoring touchdowns for fun and a favorite target of Mac Jones he is the tight end seven on the week Moving on to the charges, I've already talked about Herbert. Austin Eckler is definitely uh, trenched in my top 12 running backs. He is running back six on the week. 
I have Mike Williams as my wide receiver nine. I have Keenan Allen as my wide receiver 19. Both of those must start plays this week. Jared Cook down at tight end 18. Yeah, I get it. If you've got him, you might need to play him, but hopefully there's better options there for you. Uh, we have the one and five Jags against the two and five Seahawks. This, I reckon, is quite an interesting game, despite the records. I think there could be some very interesting storylines to uh, be observed here. As a result, I'm not. I think Trevor Lawrence is, is one of those. I got him at quarterback 17. I get it. If you then, if you've got like a, if you've got like a Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr and by and you drafted Trevor Lawrence, I get it. Like I would think fine you can start him but he's not a high-end option for me Chino is not startable uh, under any circumstances uh, as I've already said James Robinson he is in my wide uh, running back one conversation he is the running back 10 for me on the week I have Alex Collins all the way down at running back 30 just a few issues with health I think Penny could come in and take some time Alex Collins did miss practice yesterday, which is something to definitely keep an eye on. So um, that could lead to more time with Penny. That rank could be revised. But I think just due to that, he's not going to get a big bulk of the workload. Moving on to the wide receivers here. And it is Metcalf, who right now, as I just mentioned, missed practice. He is my wide receiver 16 on the week. But again, if he's out, then you can expect... uh, Tyler Lockett to get a bit of a bump. I have Marvin Jones at wide receiver 30, Lockett at wide receiver 35, and Mr. Schnott wide receiver 37. So all wide receiver threes, Lockett would get a boost if DK Metcalf is out. But at this point, that is where I am because he's not a favorite target of Gino and they're not putting the ball that much in the air. And you don't need to worry about Jamal Agnew or Freddie Swain right now. And then when it comes to the tight ends, Dan Arnold is someone that does interest me, He's, but he's not someone I would say is a must-start. He is tight end 19 on the week. Washington at Denver should be, again, quite an interesting battle. Could be quite cagey and defensive. Again, neither of these quarterbacks are startable. I mean, if you needed to start Teddy Bridgewater, he's quarterback 19, and Taylor Heineke's quarterback 20. I don't think either, for me, starts necessarily this week, if you can avoid it. The running game here as well isn't overly attractive. I actually have most of these running backs. I have the three running backs in this game, or three of the four, back to back to back. I have Antonio Gibson at running back 24. I have Javonta Williams at running back 25. I have Mel Gordon at running back 26. I have J.D. McKissick at running back 32. So they're all fringe RB2 plays. Very little upside between all of them right now. So hopefully you've got better options, but if not, they're all startable, but they're just going to be very difficult to, to get those ceiling plays out of, for sure. Looking at the wide receiver position and highest ranked is Terry McLaurin. He is at wide receiver 18. Cortland Sutton is at wide receiver 25. Again, just found it difficult with Judy coming back, because I think Judy will get some work, uh, to take away to see Sutton in my top 24. So he's just on the fringes of outside, but it wouldn't shock me if he if he got in there. I have Jerry Judy at wide receiver 33 for that reason. I think he will get some work. Tim Patrick down at 61. Uh, Adam Humphreys down at 84. So really the starts in this game are the four running backs, uh, Gibson, McKissick, Williams, Gordon, but hopefully you might have better options. They're all fringe RB2s. 
And then you've got McLaurin as a wide receiver two, Sutton as a wide receiver two, and then Judy as a wide receiver three. The tight ends are both startable in this contest as well. Uh, you've got Ricky Seals-Jones at tight end 15. You've got Nerf Fan at tight end nine. Big divisional game, the defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are going to be playing the New Orleans Saints. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Saints should be a really, really good game. Uh, as a result, there should be some points on offer here. You have Tom Brady, who is my tight, uh, quarterback eight on the week. So I don't have him as high as uh, others. I just think with this New Orleans D, it is, it is a good defense. They do get things done. I think this will be a tight, potentially cagey affair. So just something to keep an eye on, uh, potentially in this one. Uh, as for James Winston against this Bucks defense, not something I'm desperate to do. He is wide receiver 18 on the week. Running max, and we all know that this Bucks defense is hard to run on. Having said that, Alvin Kamara is getting those receiving numbers. I have him lower than consensus. I do have him at running back 12 on the week. Maybe that's a smidge low, but I just think they could stop the run. Potentially, he's going to need to do it through the air. And do I really trust Jameis Winston to give him the same workload he got on Monday. I'm just not so sure. I do have Leonard Fournette as a must start. He is running back 15 on the week. Uh, as for anyone asking about Ingram, I just don't need to worry about him or Bernard or Jones. Pretty much none of those are options to consider right now. Now, we think Antonio Brown is going to be out of this one. So that leaves Chris Godwin as my wide receiver 13 and Mike Evans as my wide receiver 15 on the week. They're basically fringe RB1s and it's just going to be who's going to be catching the touchdowns here for them. As for New Orleans, there's not much to consider here for New Orleans from a wide receiver perspective. Marquez Callaway is an upside flex play. He is wide receiver 50 on the week. And it comes to the tight end, it could be that Rob Gronkowski is back. And if he is, he slots in a tight end 13 for me this week. Uh, if not, then there's no need to consider any of the tight ends in this one. Sunday night football is going to be an absolute barn burner. It is Dallas. It is Minnesota. And there's going to be points galore. This is going to be a huge game. Loads of points on offer. So you want to get almost anyone in this game in your fantasy lineup. Um, Dak Prescott, for me, is the quarterback seven on the week, just because there's a concern over his arm, um, or sorry, over his calf. Uh, he's still limited in practice, so it's something that we've got to keep an eye on. But also, I think I'd struggle to get him over Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, but we'll see just because of that calf. I think there's a slight down on him, but he's still someone who, if I'm 100% starting, Kirk Cousins is at 11 on the week as well. Both of those players should start if fit. Moving on to the running backs, I have Ezekiel Elliott at five and Dalvin Cook at two. Both of those, again, must start plays this week. Pollard, if anyone interested, is at running back 33 and Alexander Matheson at running back 48. So I think Pollard has some appeal in this game. But again, hopefully you've got better options to consider there in this one. Looking at the wide receivers, again, I think this is going to be chocked full of wide receiver talent. We've got Justin Jefferson as the wide receiver five, C.D. Lamb as the wide receiver 12, Adam Phelan as the wide receiver 17, Amari Cooper 
as the wide receiver 21. So there's already four wide receivers in the top 24. All of those are must starts. So moving further down, there is some further appeal here. Michael Gallup is at 46 coming back off IR. He is a potential flex play. And KJ Osborne is wide receiver 65. There's a desperation play. He He's definitely worth some consideration, but he's so inconsistent. He's going to be literally a boom or bust play. So that's why he's down at 65. And then looking at the tight end options, Dalton Schultz is at tight end 10. Uh, Tyler Conklin is at tight end 17 on the week. Monday night football is the Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Who would have thought we've been talking about two sub-500 teams in this one? But that is where we are. So, test one last time looking at the quarterbacks in this one. I have uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to have a point to prove. I think he's going to go out there and really put some points up. I have him as my quarterback four in a week, but I did have Kyler Murray as my quarterback two, and that hasn't panned out so well. So he should be a top three quarterback this week for sure. Now, Daniel Jones, I think, has starter appeal. He's at quarterback 14, but obviously he is a bit of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You can see what turns up, uh, which Daniel Jones turns up, the one that turns over the football or the one that doesn't. Looking at the running backs in this game, Daryl Williams, I have at running back 19. Devonta Booker, I have at running back 22. It looks unlikely that Saquon Barkley is going to play in this game. Of course, like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still on IR for this one. And then looking at the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, I have a wide receiver three. Kadarius Tony, I have a wide receiver 31 right now, but he is still a little bit hurt. So we're waiting to get some um, news as to whether or not he can play. And it, he is questionable. So you've got to be careful with your lineup selection. Hopefully we get a bit more news on whether he practices. And the same goes for Sterling Shepard, who is questionable. So hopefully uh, we can see Shepard back this week and hopefully we can see him putting up the numbers he was earlier on in the season, especially with those huge target volumes. But Cole Harmon is at wide receiver 52. Dante Pettis at wide receiver 60. Uh, Darius Slayton at wide receiver 68. Now, if Tony or Shepard or both are out, uh, both those players will be getting huge bumps, but that is just currently where I am right now, thinking that they all could be there. Um, I have Galladay outside of my ranks right now, um, just because I don't think he's going to play. But again, that would take some revision as well. So there's a bit of uncertainty in this game. Check back on my ranks on Sunday before you set your lineups for sure, just to check and see where we are, because there's yeah, so much uncertainty with this uh, Giants wide receiver core because again Tony's hurt, Shepard's hurt, Goddard's hurt, Slayton is potentially questionable as well so lots of injury concerns here Sleeper has Barkley likely going to be playing and saying he's making good progress and he's optimistic yeah I don't know, I don't know if that's just a bit of spin I don't think it's going to happen, I think it's unlikely but hey if it happens then obviously I'll take Booker out and move Barkley up into the high-end RB2 conversation because I'm just worried how much work he's going to get. Lastly, just looking at the tight ends here. Travis Kelsey is obviously going to be the tight end one for me. I know he's had a couple of bad weeks, but uh, yeah, expect him to bounce back 
quite quickly and quite easily as well. Evan Ingram is a tight end 16 on the week for me. Again, he's someone that you can consider. So this game, you're just going to have to keep up on all the health situations. There's a lot going on on the New York side of the ball. But that will do it for the matchup show. I hope you have enjoyed this one. I hope you've got a lot of benefit from it and uh, helped you set your lineups. Good luck in week eight. We're in the second half of the fantasy season now. Keep checking out my ranks over the weekend. I will be updating them as regularly as I can, especially trying to react to some news as well. But as always, Rush Nation, until next week, don't forget, keep rushing. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.